Good morning. It is seven minutes after 11 o'clock. A little domestic brouhaha in my house. And I explained it just uh, at the top of the hour. So I'll do it again. I'll, 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 I'll go over this. Um, I'm told that because there's a cement floor that's covered with linoleum, that's covered by this waterproof padding, it's a plastic of some kind, uh, and then uh, waterproof uh, laminate uh, flooring, that we don't have to pick up the bath mat in front of the shower every time we shower. The uh, The bath mat is virtually... Like a towel, it, there's no backing under it or anything. You, you can't tell sideways up from upside down. So, I'm thinking, you know, it, you step on it, it, water on your feet, uh, pick it up, throw it over the bathtub, let it dry. Uh, I'm told that's not necessary. I'm told that we don't have to worry. It's uh, there's no backing on this thing. It's not holding water. It'll dry out on the floor. And every week when you clean the bathroom, you throw it in the wash and and everything will be fine. Um, So I'm curious to see what you think. Literally, this is the discussion that we're having. So uh, Roy said, uh, Roy sent me a message. Easy, Gary. Uh, Gwen's right. Thanks. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, That that helps. (laughs) Eric says, Gary, you might want to check out stone bath mats. That doesn't help answer my question. Marty says, Gary, the correct answer is yes, dear. You're correct, whatever you think. (laughs) Uh, Then uh, Carol, smart Alec, uh, smart Alec, don't let Carol uh, uh, call in ever again. Gary, pick it up, drape it over the tub. As an elderly person, you may trip over it and break a hip. Oh, I didn't think about that. On the floor. Can I change my vote vote now? Smart ass. <laughs> uh, Patrick says, pick it up, drape it over the tub, dry it after your shower. Better chance of it drying out over the edge of the tub than on the floor. Uh, Bill says, I throw a towel down on the floor, pick it up uh, when I shower. We're not hearing a lot from women here. Uh, do they agree with her? I don't know. I- I'm-, I'm curious. Let me go to the phones, 800-529-5572. Or eight seven four ninety three ninety, or go to nolan dot com and send me a message. Mike, hey, uh, maybe I can help you out, Gary. If you help me out, if it was me, I would drape it over the tub out of respect for someone else. And oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I, I'm telling you that I'm being told that's not necessary. It's not. But after a long period of time, a long period of time, uh, it will, I mean, there's, there's mold down there that you can't see just because you, you're looking at your toilet seat doesn't mean that, that there's stuff on the toilet seat. Yeah, but I would pick it up, pick what, it up I'm, what I'm told, things. what I'm told here, and this is what I want to know what, what you think, is that it isn't necessary to drape it over the tub. It's, it's the consistency of a towel. Water can't get through the floor. And we wash it every week when we clean the bathroom. 
Do you agree okay, with well, that? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's fine. Because I tell you what, here's what I'd say on that. That's fine, but I don't unless you're a carpenter and want to replace the floor after a period of time. It only takes a second to drape it over out of courtesy for the next person. And if she doesn't want to drape it over there, if she's using it next. I would hold it underneath the shower head and make it good and soggy for her. And then after a while, she will she will then uh, drape it over there. But uh, I have worked and put that stuff down. And in between the cracks, it's supposed to be water repellent. Well, you and understand it is the, the argument I'm being told is it's a cement floor covered with linoleum. And then uh, this plastic sheet and then the tile. Yeah. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the concrete floor, the knowing. It has to do with your last layer up on top, the grooves. The water will go down in there. And right. and so you agree? There. So you agree with me that we should pick it up and put it over the bathtub? I would pick it up and put it over there because one, it dries faster, and two, it, do you want to run the risk of whatever quality that they say? Because I put a piece of that down in a five-gallon bucket and I let it set. I submerge it and put a little rock on it and hold it down. And after a period of time, it'll warp, it'll turn, and you're supposed to put a special type of glue between the joints and wipe it. All and right, all right, it. all right, all right, all right. Mike, thank you very much for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Don. Pick it up and drape it over the tub, or it's not necessary. Don? Yeah, hi. Yeah. I think you should uh, drape it over the tub, let it dry, because then you're gonna, it's going to dry faster, the floor is going to dry, and uh, you won't have that issue of uh, possibly that uh, material molding or discoloring the floor because it's damp for an extended period of time. Brian, we, Brian, Brian wants to know why would it dry faster? Because you get air on both sides of it. Brian? Uh, I'm talking about the bath mat that he's pulling off of the floor that's got the waterproof stuff underneath and then the clothy stuff on top. If you drape it over the tub, it's touching the tub just like it is the floor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we do it every day, and I can tell you that it dries pretty thoroughly by just draping it over the tub because it's not laying flat. It's not at, uh, it's not up against that tub as stead, as hard and fast as it would be if it were laying flat. All right. All right, so you're on my side. Well, yeah. Also, we used to test concrete floors uh, for hydrostatic pressure, water pressure, by laying a heavy rubby rubber mat on that concrete floor. And after a couple of days, if it's got any moisture in it, it'll draw up to the surface, and you pull the mat up, and it's wet as it can be. So, but uh, you don't have that situation where you have a real heavy mat because you've got those barriers in between it. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Don. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Just put a towel down on top of the bath mat. Then you can leave it there. Okay. You know? <laughs> Lynn, Lynn, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am well. What Let's do you think? Tell Gwen I love her dearly, but... She's wrong on this one. With my OCD, I do not want to step out of the bathtub after my shower and stand on a wet mat. I want the mat hung over the bathtub to dry so that when I get out of the shower, I have a dry mat. Okay, Lynn, thank you. 
Uh, glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. <laughs> By the way, I'm go- I got some more information about this story that I will share with you in a few minutes. The boss uh, just Shannon- walked in and they said uh, millions of dollars and worth of broadcast equipment. equipment. <laughs> <laughs> and you're wasting it on bath mats on the floors. <laughs> uh, let's see. Shannon says, we have the same type of bath mat. It stays on the floor till wash time dries quickly. Matt says, we hang ours over the shower rod. We have a shower door, so we can't do that. All right. Should I share the, uh, the rest? Of the, you know what? I'll, yeah. I will share the rest of the information in about three minutes when we come back. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. It's, uh, it's 1118. And uh, James says, uh, so you drape it over the tub. What about the half that hangs over the floor? All right. Uh, well, first, it's not sopping wet. I mean, you just you're standing on it, so it's just whatever you know drips off of you and, and is on your feet. Uh, but I I had to be careful how I explained this because if I had come out and said that I'm the one that doesn't think it has to be draped over the tub every time, uh, everybody would have sided with Gwen. And it would have been a lopsided smash, uh, and I would not have gotten, I think, a, a fair, uh, you know, a, a fair number of calls. It is uh, about even, although there's just slightly more people who say take the towel and drape it over the, the tub than, uh, than don't. But I'm the one that said, look, it's a concrete floor. Then it's sealed with this linoleum. Then it's got this waterproof layer and then this waterproof tile. You got a, a towel, uh, essentially, for a bath mat. You step on it and it's wet for a few minutes. It dries right away. It doesn't need to be uh, dr- drawn up uh, and thrown over the uh, the tub every time. Um, so it was me that said that, not Gwen. So those of you who... <laughs> Who agreed with me and thought Gwen was wrong? <laughs> you got it backwards. I did that to you on purpose. But I don't. I I, I don't see the point in it. Uh, I think you step on it, and whatever water is on the bottom of your feet and might drip off is all that you know the moisture it gets. And then you're drying yourself off, so you're left with two footprints. And as soon as you step off it, it starts to dry. It evaporates. It's not like it's holding the water or. I don't know. Uh, people must think that it's it's saturated, but I I think Brian the edge goes to Gwen with drape it over the top. I think so. Yeah, not by a lot, but by a little. Uh, floor or tub? Uh, neither. Listen to Brian. If it's on the floor, there is no airflow under it. If it's over the edge of the tub, there's no airflow under it. Hang it over the shower curtain rod. <laughs> there you go. Or get a skirt hanger with spring clips on it. Well, wait a minute. How much? How far am I going to go out of my way for this? <laughs> Do you want me to develop a special room? Put a clothes dryer in the bathroom for this? <sighs> well, I'm 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 sticking to my guns. I just don't see where this is a problem. By the time. The next person showers, it's dry. I mean, it's dry. Well, what are we worried about here? A uh, story from a Catholic, uh, Catholic vote. I, I was, uh, I've talked about this in the past, about the, uh, the vaccine and uh, the heart damage and how it wasn't reported. In fact, I, I explained 
that the feds knew that the COVID vaccine could cause myocarditis. Not could, they knew it, uh, it did in many people. And they, were, they even put together a release uh, to warn people that getting the China flu uh, shot could, could give you myocarditis. But then they decided not to do that because they didn't want to scare anybody. So they didn't let us know. And, and Brian, you wouldn't want to be scared. You have a choice oh, between yeah. being afraid and then getting myocarditis. You'd be saying, yeah, yeah, don't tell me. Give me the myocarditis. <laughs> what a bunch of phonies. Uh, authors of a peer-reviewed study published this week are calling for further investigation into the adverse effects of COVID-19 shot after finding shocking rates of COVID-19 shot-induced myocarditis, especially in males between the ages of 0 and 30. A peer-reviewed journal, uh, Therapeutic Advances in Drug Safety, published the study conducted by Jessica Rose, uh, Nicholas Hulcher, and uh, Craig McCulloch, titled uh, Determinants of COVID-19 Vaccine-Induced Myocarditis. And... This, by the way, if you know, I'm sure most of you know, you're, this is a pretty intelligent crowd we're chatting with here. Uh, it is an inflammatory health condition that uh, puts its sufferers at risk of chest pain, heart failure, and sudden death. Uh, after the distribution of the China flu shot, the pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer and Moderna, millions of inv- individuals reported adverse effects using the vaccine's uh, adverse effects reports. Uh, and apparently it's much worse than we originally thought. Uh, and I'm saying about this, uh, the general public, not the government, because they lie all the time. The authors wrote their study findings indicated an imperative need to launch further investigation into underlying mechanisms of COVID-19 vaccine-induced myocarditis, strongly associated with serious adverse safety uh, signal of myocarditis, particularly in children and young adults. Uh, They found that uh, it was 223 times higher than the average of all vaccines combined for the past 30 years. Did you get that? We found the number of myocarditis reports on the China flu vaccination in 2021, 223 times higher than the average of all vaccines combined for the last 30 years. So you're saying there's no correlation at all? No, it's safe. Perfectly okay. safe. Yeah, that's Give what I was thinking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this represented a 2,500% increase in the absolute number of reports in the first year of the campaign when comparing historical values prior to 2021. Well, yeah, I, I think that's perfectly safe then. Uh, there, you know, if the federal government knew this, uh, I could see where they would want to keep it. <laughs> Pretty much under wraps, yeah. <laughs> we don't want to scare them. We'd rather no. they have myocarditis. Uh, we'd rather their young sons uh, die from this. People not, might not get the vaccine. Yeah, and that might kill them. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Anything uh, the government does doesn't, does it? <laughs> no, it really, it doesn't. They're one-size-fits-all 
uh, mentality is, is, is dangerous. Why do the Democrats especially love it? What, what the hell is it with them? Because they're afraid they won't be able to figure out how to live on their own without government to be there to catch them at every turn. It's uh, crazy making. Uh, all right, we've uh, we've got some other things that I really kind of want to get to, and uh, haven't had a chance to yet today, but we will, uh, including a piece in the Wall Street Journal about the child tax credit Trojan horse. Uh, we'll kind of kick that around, and 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 I think I'm I'm going to go into this uh, Trump story because it's one of the things that I liked about Donald Trump that. Um, Republican presidents have never addressed or done. The the socialist um, methodology for funding NATO and for funding the United Nations. The richest nation pays the most money. Who's the richest nation? Yeah, you and I, us, the Americans. Now, we, what what Donald Trump did that was really admirable is he pointed out the fact that all these other NATO member nations aren't contributing to their own defense. You know, we're shoveling money in there, good after bad, to defend Europe. And the Europeans aren't even putting in the amount of money they're supposed to. And and I will tell you quite frankly that what we have been doing for the Europeans is funding their central uh, single-payer health care system. The money they don't have to spend on defense, they can throw at their single-payer health care. And even that's not enough for it. It's, it's, you know, look at what's going on in Great Britain and other European countries with single-payer. It's going broke. But we're funding it. You're funding it. You go to work every day, they take a chunk of your pay, and they're sending it to NATO. And the NATO countries aren't paying it themselves. Crazy. Wall Street Journal, prospect of Trump 2.0 has Europe scrambling on military spending. They remember what Donald Trump said and did when he was in the White House. And they're concerned that he is going to pull the plug. So now they're trying to come up with enough money so that if, if uh, the, uh, the new president of the United States looks at the funding for NATO, he doesn't get, you know, doesn't single them out and start making them, uh, making them out to be the bad guy. Amid criticism from the Republican presidential front-runner NATO members who boosted defense budgets are urging laggards to do more. Hats off to Donald Trump on this one. He's absolutely right. The Republicans, and it, it, look, this goes back to the uh, 1960s. You didn't see them pushing this. You didn't see the Democrats pushing this. Neither side did. But Trump, he did. Hats off. The prospect of Trump returning to the president is making these uh, uh, countries, many uh, uh, America's staunchest allies in Europe, push their neighbors that are more reluctant to spend into further action on defense and security. 
Results are slowly emerging, but the question dogging Europe is whether the continent can convince Trump it isn't free riding, uh, as he has said that it is. Uh, Companies in Las Vegas on Saturday, uh, uh, Trump criticized Europeans for insufficient military spending. He is absolutely right. He nailed it. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show. It's 11.35. Glad to have you on board. This uh, story in Newsweek talking about Donald Trump's uh, uh, criminal trial in New York about uh, the funding uh, and the bank loans and the uh, tampering, allegedly, of the uh, value of the real estate. Apparently, the judge said that uh, he would like to have uh, come to a conclusion by today. The judge overseeing Donald Trump's civil fraud uh, trial may soon decide on the size and scale of the penalty against the former president. Uh, Judge Engeron has previously indicated he hopes to come to a decision by Wednesday, January 31st. Now, the reason I bring this up is because I think this is totally unnecessary. I mean, the delay is totally unnecessary. I think he knew before the trial began, and I think he knows already what he is going to try to do to Donald Trump. I think the delay is just to make it look as though he's being contemplative, like he's he's thinking about it. He's not sure. He's got to weigh it all out in his mind, which is a load of Bravo Sierra. He's already figured it out. He already knows, and he's known for some time, and I think he's going to try and slam Donald Trump. Now, I'm not familiar enough with, uh, with New York law, and I'm certainly not an attorney, So I'm not sure what recourse he has, but there's got to be an appeals process somewhere where he can get relief from this jerk. I'm being honest with you. You know, I'm 100% honest. I'll tell you what he does that I like. I'll tell you what he does that I don't like. I'll tell you where I think he's right and where he's wrong and where he's being wronged. And he is being wronged. I think this judge is just... A Trump-hating uh, progressive, and I understand he doesn't like anybody who who you know uh, is is involved in uh, changing the skyline. He doesn't like it when these people come in and, and build new properties. He hates developers, real estate developers. Uh, that I read uh, so maybe four or five months ago. But this oh, I got to weigh it out. I'll. I'll hopefully be able to come to a conclusion by... Bravo, Sierra. You already know what you're going to do. Now the question is, what do you think he's going to do? I think he's actually going to try and uh, take the company away. I think he's going to try and, and, and completely destroy Trump financially. I, I, it's just because he so hates the guy. And, and hates uh, developers who do what Trump does. I don't know. Brian, what do you think? Do you think they're gonna, he's going to try and destroy the whole, you know, take the whole? Oh, I'm sure that's his ambition, sure. 
You think he already knows and has already known? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think there's any doubt in his mind. I think he had he knew what he was going to do right from the get-go. And I think Trump knows it ain't going to be pretty. I mean, most of these lawsuits against Donald Trump are all politically motivated. You know they are. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me why, you know, they don't say this is blatant election interference. This is a guy who's running for president. Would they also do the same thing against any individual that did the same thing? Only, you could only get away with this. I, I, I don't think the Republicans would do this in a red state, but I don't put it past the Democrats to do this in a blue state. I, it, it doesn't strike me as a stretch for them I've often said, when it comes to Democrats, the end justifies them. Yes. They don't care what they have to do to accomplish their goal. They have to cheat a little, cut some corners, fib here and again. It's okay. I'm not not saying Republicans don't lie. They do. But Democrats do it much better. Oh, much more effectively. (laughs) And using the government uh, to... uh, uh, to win their case is is just not untypical of Democrats. So anyway, is it political? You bet it is. Um, do they already have their decision? Has this judge already made it? Yeah, I, I'm absolutely sure he has. Little or no doubt in my mind. Uh, let's see. Do you think they'll be able to attach the label convicted felon on Trump before the election? No. No, I don't think so. There's a snag in Georgia that's holding things up and may be able to hold it up until post-election. It's and a very large fanny in the way, if you will. Yes, a very large <laughs> fanny in the way. Very clever. And the, uh, uh, the, the case in New York is uh, civil fraud, but that wouldn't make him a felon. They'd just take away his company. So, no, I don't think they're going to accomplish that. They, I, they wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. They would love to do it. Uh, there is apparently uh, d- delays everywhere. The The whole insurrection thing is being slowed down. The courts are slowing that down. Uh, the, the judge in Florida is keeping that slow. If he makes it to the White House, all the federal cases go away. And I think if he can find uh, an honest judge somewhere in the state of New York... What? <laughs> yeah. Am I, am I asking for too yeah, much? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, if if he could find an honest judge in New York, I think he could he could get that repaired too. I think it would disappear. And I think Georgia, if they uh, if they impeach Fanny uh, Fanny Willis, uh, and I agree with you, Brian. It's Fanny. Nobody yeah. named their kid Fanny. That's because they just didn't want to be known. I'm as thinking, yeah, somebody with a big Fanny, right? Um, I I think that uh, that could fall apart too. He could conceivably walk away from all of this. Wouldn't that just pee them off? Wouldn't that just send them over the edge? See, that's the part. That's the emotional part of this thing for me. That's that's the the only reason I want to see Donald Trump. I know, right? Is so he can just slap him upside the head and go, 
Yeah, how do you like that, idiots? I wasn't going to say idiots, but I, I can't say the <laughs> other word. Uh, let me go to the phones. Brian's on the line. Brian, good morning. Good morning to you. I read a lot of news, and I wonder, has, has any Democrat, local, state, or national come out and said, you know, maybe we're being a little heavy-handed turning this outfit into a banana republic? where the victor locks up his political opponents. And I have yet to hear any Democrat anywhere, anytime, come out with even a mild murmur of dissent. Well, I can remember when, when uh, Donald Trump was talking about Hillary Clinton saying, lock her up. Uh, and a friend of mine who, who comes on this program said, no, that's what they do in third world countries. You don't do that. <laughs> so, so do you think they should have locked up Hillary Clinton? Uh, probably not. I mean, it's, uh, in a campaign, you're given some license to say things that you wouldn't normally say. Yeah, but you're not given license to destroy cell phones and hard drives that have been subpoenaed. Oh, well, that's true. You know, they're guaranteed that she would get off scot-free. <laughs> uh, kind of a mixed bag there. Uh, I, I think there's a difference between what she did and what's going on with Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. Now, I've read a lot of commentators say that Trump won the election when Biden sent his armed FBI, FBI agents to go through his wife's underwear drawer. That was it. That was it right there. Yeah, uh, that that certainly boosted his uh, support in the Republican Party. All right. Brian, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, I, I think there's a difference between uh, what Hillary did and what Donald Trump's accused of. Well, Brian's apparently decided uh, that buttons need pushed, so we're going to have to take a quick break, then we'll come back and wrap it up. It's the Gary Nolan Show, and it's the Zimmer Radio Network. Good morning. It is 10 minutes until noon, and uh, this uh, there's a, uh, this disturbing trend uh, and we've talked about transsexuals uh, on Infinitum because there's always some stupid idiot uh, that, uh, you know, is wearing uh, girls' clothes or guys' clothes when they don't, and, and trying to get in the restroom and all that other nonsense. But there's a new and uh, disturbing uh, trend, and it seems to be getting worse. Uh, apparently, there is a um, couple, and in Montana, this is what really surprised me, in Montana, uh, their 14-year-old daughter decided she was uh, she wanted to transition, and said to her friends that she was going to commit suicide. Later that night, that night, uh, Child Protective Services went to the family's home and inspected the house, interviewed the little girl, and then determined that. She needed to transition to get better. They decided this. Uh, so uh, apparently they, they took her out of the house. They took her away. They decided they knew what's best for this girl. And the parents are going, wait, you know what? She's 14 years old. She doesn't, she doesn't know. They just decided this in a couple hours, huh? Well, I don't know if it, was, it you know it doesn't make that perfectly clear. Uh, it's been horrible. Our family uh, unit will never be the same. Even if they returned our daughter to us now, you're not going to have the same family unit. Uh, the stepmother 
said the girl's biological father, uh, that this girl had a tough upbringing, uh, several undiagnosed mental health concerns, including attention-seeking behavior and lying, which they believe caused the urge to transition, and they were overlooked by social services. The paragraph that talks about the kid being taken says later that night, Child Protective Service went to that house to inspect the house, interview Jennifer, later determining that she needed to transition. I don't know what later is. But I would never have expected that to happen in that state. Uh, you know, California, they got a story here. Uh, a, a mother filed a document offering support. Uh, there, there, are other, just, there are other states. California doesn't surprise me. Illinois wouldn't surprise me. But this is going on in other places around the country. And, and this, uh, this is particularly troublesome. Th- these, the people who influence these children are the ones that need to be taken out of their homes. They're the ones that need to be taken out of their homes. The parents apparently are Christians. Oh, well, there's the big problem. Um, it, 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 it seems like that puts a bigger target on them, uh, if you ask me. Just seems that Montana would be the last place I would expect it to happen. But it's, it's happening everywhere. Makes me wonder the value of child protective services. Well, some kids are getting the snot kicked out of them by abusive parents and don't get caught. Good parents who have the common sense to know that their daughter is not a boy and that the surgery will wreck this child's life, they lose their, uh, their child. They're the ones that get caught up in this. Happens so often uh, that it makes me, makes me think we ought to just get rid of Child Protective Services. You've got law enforcement in the event there's actual crime. Child Protective Services just, they go overboard. And usually in the wrong way. Didn't we have a case here in Missouri, Brian, where somebody was uh, we a did. couple of the, years uh, ago? The girl, it was more than that, uh, probably five, ten years ago. The uh, girl and her husband were arrested because the... Uh, organization came in and took their children and their children it was later found out they had brittle bone disease and they were accused of abuse abuse of their children and this happens all the time because these agencies now have a quota that they have to meet just to stay um funded yes yeah i I remember uh, the frustration Involved in that, I think the uh, we were in contact with the parents. Um, they just, how can they get it so wrong? How can Child Protective Services so often get things so wrong? Uh, but they do, uh, and in this case, is just another one where they're they're destroying a family just because I guess they're conservatives. I don't know. 
Uh, buried in a national poll from late 2023 is a stunning finding. American women are much less worried about falling fertility rates than men. Fewer than one in three women said they're concerned about the trend. It used to be that uh, parents always wanted to have children. It seems now that there are a lot of younger people who don't want to have children. And in fact, we're seeing a graying of the American population. We're not, we're not replacing. And when that happens, and, and Europe has seen this as a problem as well, and, and there's a started before us. When these young people are afraid to have kids because they think the world's coming to an end or they think that global warming is going to create all kinds of havoc, whatever their excuse, you need immigration to save you. So the interesting thing here is if we had, if we had um, a, a, a real immigration system, unlike this mess that we're running, it wouldn't matter if... If uh, some kids didn't want to have kids, some young adults didn't want to have kids, others would, you would have a constant growing of the, of the economy, a constant growing of the population. But what's scary about having kids? I mean, in terms of the world, I can understand you having kids and you're afraid for, the, for your children. Uh, Brian tells me that from the moment his kids were born uh, to this very day, he doesn't get a moment's rest. He's always worried about his children. But he, it, it, but it's not a concern that, you know, the world's coming to an end, that there are too many uh, people, that they're eating too much meat, that they can't get, you know, don't know what to do with excess trash. It's none of those things. That's, that's not a deterrent, wasn't a deterrent, but it is for younger people today. So, uh, you know, where are they picking all this up? Government schools. That's where they're getting this transsexual crap that we keep hearing about. That's where we get this fear that uh, the, the world's coming to an end. There's too many people. The population explodes. They're learning this in schools. That is why I so oppose government schools. I think homeschooling is the natural way to go. And you keep your kids from hanging out with people with purple hair. Who thinks sex is fluid? And again, I don't, as an adult, do whatever you want. I'm not in your way. I don't want you stopped. You just do what you want. But let's not be influencing kids in schools. Because that's where they're picking this stuff up. Tomorrow, I am stunned. Tomorrow's already Think Tank Thursday. It seems like we just started the week. We got to run whatever it is in life that you want. Go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Grandbaby. Honey, I'm coming home.